What's going on guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. My name is John Kroom and if you haven't already, please make sure you hit that subscribe button. Leave us a review. It really helps out a lot. Um, I can't ask that enough and uh, those who have already done it, thank you so much. And those who have, haven't done it, just go ahead and do it. Why waste your time? I mean, you don't even have to go buy our new coffee mugs and our new coffee and stickers and clothing and whatever else. All you need to do is hit subscribe. It really helps me to continue to do what I love and it is give you this content and give you these podcasts. But anyway, let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode and that is with Simon Jones. Simon Jones is riding for Action Hoggins Berman next year. And uh, yeah, we get to chat about what it's like being in Europe for the first time or I guess in his case for the second or third time, but actually living there with the team, training with the team with a full European calendar and in the middle of COVID. So we talk about how that all came about um, along with sponsorships and the fact that action almost folded last year. So we talk about how that team got saved and uh, yeah, how he became a part of it. So please sit back, relax and enjoy this episode. But uh, yeah, let's hear a quick message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Spot. Spot is an accident insurance for active people. Guys, if you haven't already gotten Spot, you need to do it. Um, I know everybody that listens to this podcast is active in some way or another. They're either skiing, cycling, running, um, hula hooping, any kind of crazy adventure. Uh, you need Spot because anything can happen when you're out there doing those crazy cool adventures and Spot covers it. Spot gives you a zero deductible accident injury insurance that covers accidents up to $20,000 per injury. All you have to do is go to the link in the description below or go to crew.getspot.com to get your quote today. It starts as little as $25 a month and you will be protected. And guys, I've already used it, so I know it works. Um, so go check it out at crew.getspot.com. That's crew.getspot.com. This episode is also brought to you by Chamois Butter. Guys, if you haven't been using chamois cream, I really don't understand how you've been riding. Chamois Butter makes products for everyone. So all you have to do is go to chamoisbutter.com, that's chamoisbutter.com, or just go to the link in the description below. My favorite is their Eurostyle, huge fan of the Minty Touch. But they have the lavender, they have the original, they have it all. They even have kit wash. So go to chamoisbutter.com, that's chamoisbutter.com, or just go to the link in the description below. This episode is also brought to you by Twisted Spoke Apothecary. Guys, this is that CBD I've been telling you all about here in Colorado Springs. It's ran by cyclists, so you got to check it out. Um, yeah, it's some of the best stuff I ever used, and uh, I'm a huge fan of their Pimpermint Tincture. It's what I use before I go to bed every night, and I have some of the best sleep, as well as their new CBD chamois cream. I've been testing that out, but they're, they have it full gas, and honestly, it's some of the longest-lasting chamois cream I've ever had. So you got to check them out. Go to TwistedSpokeApothecary.com. That's TwistedSpokeApothecary.com. Or just go to the link in the description below. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Coffee and Van Chats. I'm sitting here with Simon Jones. This is take two. Yesterday, we had some Wi-Fi issues, but uh, today we should be pretty mint because Simon is sitting in Girona, Spain. And if you guys know anything about Girona, Spain, or I mean, half the guys that I've interviewed that have been over there, their Wi-Fi has been complete shit. But Simon has found some good Wi-Fi. So how you doing, man? How's it going? Good, man. I'm at, uh, I'm at my teammate, Joe Laverick's house, um, who he's actually subletting from Ryan Mullen. 
Oh, so, uh, so I'm I'm sitting in their uh, their apartment at the desk right now, uh, just just stealing some Wi-Fi. So. <laughs> Man, this is crazy. So yesterday we interviewed you in the in the apartment that was James Piccoli. So we've done an interview out of that apartment. We've also done an interview out of this apartment. We did it with really? uh, Hayden McCormick. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. Hayden yeah, McCormick yeah, yeah. was living there, and so he did. Um, we did a podcast out of there, but yeah, that's cool, man. But anyways, let's, you know, let's dive into some of this coronavirus stuff and just kind of, you know, get to know you, get to know the background. I know you, we used to be teammates. Um, you went the, the long trajectory of, of Europe and I stayed in Colorado and, and, um, you're a lot younger than me too. So, um, it makes a lot more sense. I mean, you're still on a U23. That's it's technically a U23 team, right? Action is. Yeah. 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 We're, we're all U23s. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when you were, it's, it's weird calling you my teammate because I think when you were a, a teammate of mine, you were like 18. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I was, I was 18. Yeah. There you go. Straight yeah. out of the juniors, 18 years old. And we were racing like American crits and, and, uh, trying to go to pubs and stuff and we couldn't even bring you in. So, um, but yeah, man, so let's, let's kind of dive into, um, a little bit of your background. So you, you rode for Texas Roadhouse, but then you made the move to that Japanese team, which was like, was Interpro Cycling, which is kind yeah, of an interesting name. Yeah, it was a, it was a cool team, man. Um, it, it was a really interesting mix of guys. Uh, we actually had one other guy from the Roadhouse team, uh, Evan Klaus, who came. Oh, yeah. So both of us, both of us went to Interpro the following year. Um, and it was great. The schedule was, uh, the schedule was really incredible. The organization of the team was, you know, uh, minimal for a county team, but it was still, I got to do a lot of really awesome races. Um, and you know, it, it, it definitely, especially after coming off roadhouse the year before and kind of like roadhouse being like a nice fun year for me to kind of reset and kind of find the love for bike racing again, going to that team the next year and getting to do the calendar I got to do. Um, as much of it as it was such a big change from Roadhouse, it really was, there were a lot of similarities in the sense that like, that wasn't an under 23 team. That was like, you know, one of my best buddies on the team was married with kids. So it was, you know, it's just the, the, the same similarity to Texas Roadhouse was there were guys of all kind of ages and different walks of life on the team. And so yeah. And it, it's cool, you know, to have something like that. And like you, you get some guys on the team that are coming down from world tour and it's kind of the end of their career. And then some younger guys who it's kind of the start of their career, like Evan and I. Um, and so it, it was a really interesting mix and it, it was a lot of fun. And, and as disorganized as it was, um, it's still, you know, I was just so thankful to be there and to get that opportunity to do that and get to do some of the races that I did do. Um, and it really, it was the, I think kind of the right formula for me to like really realize that it's what I wanted to be doing. Um, so yeah, it was good, man. That, that team was a lot of fun and I still talk to most of the guys from that team. Um, and actually I was coming down, Jerome is a small place, you know, everybody's really close together. I was coming down the climb that's really close to where I am, uh, here in town. Um, and I was dropping down and I saw one of my teammates who's a, actually a Spanish guy, uh, today from that team two years ago. And we didn't have more of an interaction than just like screaming hello at each other, but I yeah. saw him, you know, so really, <laughs> it's really no, funny. I mean, you're, you're like in the, me like cycling Mecca, like the, 
I mean, it's kind of funny living out here in Colorado because you kind of like never have an idea of who you'll run into, you know, like you kind of, you run into Chloe every once in a while, Chloe Diger, you know, you run into the Alex Howes or whoever. Um, but when you're in Girona, man, like you pretty much can run into anyone out there, especially on the well, floor. It's crazy, man. You, like today, just to name, like I saw Lawson Craddock, Alex Howes, uh, two guys from Mitchelton, two guys on Alpeson, and I saw David, my old teammate, and probably like four or five other people, and I did two-hour ride. So yeah. <laughs> it, well, it wasn't – yeah, there exactly. So, yeah. so yeah, and then and then kind of, you know, because we're – that was like 2019 when you rode for Interpro, and now – and then you made the move to Hincapie, which, I mean, you know, for us Americans, we all know – Hincapi very well. I mean, I guess even the Europeans know the, the Hincapi squad pretty well. Um, unfortunately, having to slightly fold. I don't, they didn't fold, right? Like there's like still like a, either a junior program, there's something that they're still trying to do to kind of keep it alive. It was just the top end stuff that had to go. Yeah, there's the junior team is still around, which is really great. And they're actually uh, at a team camp right now together with the junior team that I rode for, um, hot tubes, uh, they're at a, a team camp in Georgia together. So those two junior teams, so there's, they continued on, um, for that Rusty Miller, the guy who runs the junior program, yeah. um, has separated from Hincapie a little bit, but I think they're still doing clothing and bikes through that, uh, through the, the Hincapie protein kind of hand-me-downs this year. Um, so it's great to see that continue going, but yeah, it was, uh, it was sad, man. And like, I got to know Craven, my dad has been involved with Hinkabi for a long time. Um, and I, I've known Craven like my whole life. Um, and so I, I got to really get to know him kind of over the course of last winter. Um, and it's tough, man. That's like, it's like his baby, you know, it's like 12 well, years it's running. Awesome because like the only, the only bit of Craven I've seen Craven in passing. And I think you know, we might have like social media cross paths a few times, but um, I've I've gotten to know Craven as the guy who wore the Wheaties kit in the time trial, and that's <laughs> that's the only part of Craven I know, which is pretty badass because like that's kind of like it's weird because I'd love to meet the guy, I'd love to chat with the guy, but I feel like it would just ruin the uh, nostalgia idea I have of the guy because like. Yeah, the only photo I've ever seen of the guy is just like, it, as a pro cyclist, it was like him getting ready for a time trial, like in the '90s, wearing a Wheaties kit, and I was like, "That's yeah. badass." Um, yeah, but yeah, man. So, so now you've signed to Action. Um, I have. How did that come about? You know, like um, that team was almost about to fold, like, um, which is shocking because, like, not only are you guys like one of the best teams. U23 teams, but probably, probably one of the better teams in America. And so, yeah, like how, how did that come about? Like, where did you and Axel start to pick up? Yeah. What's the deal on that? Yeah. So, um, essentially when it was really late, when we found out that Hincapie was going to be going away, um, and it, you know, it, it was, it was stressful. It was like November. So it's like well past usually when you'd be kind of negotiating contracts, um, and that type of thing. And I've, I've always been really transparent about the whole, I, the whole thing with my dad. Um, my dad has been a longtime sponsor of like a ton of different teams. 
Um, and so it, there was essentially Billy Jones. Cat, Billy Jones. Yeah. Um, so he, he, my dad had been involved with Hink Abbey for years, well before I was, I was on the team or even when I was on the junior team. Um, and so it was great. You know, I got the chance to do that with them. Um, and I think, you know, it wasn't just, it's never just the, the idea of like, I, I bring my dad with me when I go to a team, but it's like, it's nice to have, to have that and to have it as a guarantee for me. And I've always been able to, it's not just me that ever goes to a team. It's usually like me and four other guys that my dad is kind of watching out for um, when that happens. And so with action, things happen that in November. With, with, that kind of happened with Evan. Yeah. Yeah. Right? No, like, that's yeah, like exactly. kind of the whole story. Like you guys came as like a, almost like a package. But yeah, it was a cool yes. package. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so I think that besides the idea of protecting my place in the sport, I think, having my dad be able to provide the opportunity through, through money with, uh, for everyone else on every team and, you know, action, I think was in a tough spot. Um, but yeah, so it, it, everything happened with Hank Happy and it, it wasn't the result of anything besides, I think the Hank Happy's struggling with their, their business, or I don't know what exactly happened, but, um, it just money wasn't coming together. Um, yeah. and Craven kind of couldn't make it work. And so, um, my dad was still wanting to get involved with the team. I'm still extremely motivated. And I think, uh, I had another guy, young guy on the team with me who was really wanting to, to show himself. His name's Sam Janish. Um, and so we, uh, we kind of came as a package deal together through action, the same way it had been with Ab and I, uh, in the past. Um, and so it was, it was a weird kind of negotiation, man. And, and, I've never like tried to hide the whole thing. Um, like yeah. I've, it is what it is for me and I, I'm going to take the opportunity if I'm given it always. Um, and I think that me coming like that, I think people that I get on teams with appreciate me as a teammate and appreciate me as a bike racer, um, as well. And there was, there was a little bit of controversy with the whole thing when it happened because, um, some, some people have issues with it, but I, uh, yeah, so I, I got in touch with Axel in November, um, through a really good friend of mine, uh, Sean Quinn, who's, yeah. you know, uh, pretty much been living in Boulder for the last few years. Uh, he was in college there for a while. And so, yeah, talks started going and, uh, slowly, slowly started to come together towards the end of November. Um, and it was, I mean, kind of surreal, man. Like I, I don't know. I, I, I was on hot tubes as a junior. I was on, you know, it was great to be on Interpro. I got to do a lot of really cool races. I got to race with Marcel Kittle and like, it's like, like dream fulfilling stuff for me, you know, yeah. like, um, well, but, it's kind of yeah. this, this kind of all sounds like the ODA argument. Like you've listened to the podcast, right? Yeah. yeah. And so did yeah. you hear the ODA podcast that I did? If not, it's not. Uh, no, I don't think I did. Yeah. I, yeah. So I, that one, so that one is, <clears throat> like the whole argument was like a pay to play situation. Like uh, they didn't agree with the fact of pay to play, but like, even in your situation, you're not the first rider to ever do this. And it's no, not no. like, and it's not like you are, it's not like you're a cat four or a Jerry with your head, you know, helmet on backwards that doesn't know what they're doing, but has a $15,000 bike. Like, you've raced your bike, you've won races. Um, 
you've raced your bike, you've won races and, 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 and yet yeah, you've, you've kind of earned, earned a bit of a chance or a spot. And like, I think Jim Miller was even putting this forward as like, Hey, look, like you have, I'm not going to name names, but you have your top three kids, right? You, you your upper echelon of kids. And I'm not, yeah. I don't want to name names, but I mean, you guys can literally think and go, oh, I know who you're talking about. And then you have this fluff is what I like to call it. And let's say, let's say it's a 15 man roster. So you, now you have 12 kids. You literally could line them all up and they all have like pluses and minuses, right? And so, and, but at the end of the day, if you take one versus two, you're lit, you literally could go, two has brown hair, I'll take two. You know, like that's yeah. like how similar they are as riders. Um, and so it kind of, I think the ODA is like a good option in the sense of, well, you have nowhere else to go. Maybe you don't have the financial backing like you have or sponsors like you have. Um, you apply for the ODA. You apply for um, scholarship funding and you apply for the funding and you just see what happens. Because like even me as an athlete, like, dude, I, I don't hide it. Mike Levine is a huge supporter of what I've done and has supported yeah. me since I was a cat four and has – and there's been teams, not going to mention names, who have asked me to bring Mike on as a sponsor and pretty much fold the money that I make or fold the support that I make into the team as a whole. And like, I, obviously, there's not enough to actually make that happen, but there, it, it, it's a thing, you know, it's like, it's a thing. And so I'm not saying to these, you know, to athletes, you just like kind of go out and find somebody to fund your career, but like, there's somebody out there that wishes they did what you did and want to be a part of what you're doing. And so if you can bring value to said sponsor and, and bring them and make them a part, like, I think it's awesome. I mean, the downside for you is like, what's the difference of your dad versus Mike Levine? The only difference is Mike Levine's not my dad. No, And I think that's, that's and the that's, thing, right? Uh, so, yeah. And, and there was a, there was an article written when this whole thing happened with action that was like, it, it was, it was kind of like a gossip piece. And like, I, I mean, it, I, I'll be honest with you. It hurt my feelings. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm just trying to do what I love and yeah. I work really hard and I, you know, it's not like I'm, I'm just like on this team because of my situation. It's I've, I've been committed to this sport for, for 12 years now, you know? Yeah. And, and, my dad isn't just starting to do this now, like helping out teams. Um, he's been doing this for, for years. He was a part of Kenda five hour energy. And that was when I was nine, like <laughs> there's no, you know, and, and it's unfortunate. And I think the worst part about the whole thing was, was not my, how it reflected on me, but how it reflected on my dad, because he, he was more upset than I was. He's, you know, he's like, Oh, they, everyone just now thinks that I'm thinks that I'm getting involved because of you. And they don't understand that I love cycling and I, I'm, I'm in this because I want to provide opportunity to, to as many kids your age as I can, because well, it's yeah, what so I that, wish I would have had. I'm going to go ahead and interrupt you on that front. Like that guy, can, I don't know. I haven't seen him race in a couple of years due to like the lockdown and everything else. The dude can still race his fucking bike, man. Yeah. Yeah. Like the dude can still ride. So yeah, if you don't know Billy Jones, the guy can ride a bike. Yeah, he supports yeah. cycling teams, and yeah, he's got the money to help you out. But 
the dude that he has a passion of some sort, because if you can ride a bike like that, like, I mean, he was riding, you know, some of the, some of the teams that he sponsors off his wheel, you know? And so <laughs> like, I think I, I do, I, we're in this culture now, right? Like we're in this, like, and, and we're two white guys talking about this. Right. And so like, yeah, the, the downside to this is, is one thing we'll never understand. And, and, and even for you, right? Like one thing you may not ever understand is what it's like for the other rider who had to work for, to get to action and meet Axel or whatever else in a different way. I'm no, not saying yeah. that you didn't have to work. Like it's just a different way. And it's, it's the same for me. Cause I used to be the same. I used to be the guy who would bash you for your situation. Right. Yeah. And I'd be like, man, you know, when I was your age and I'd show up to track nationals and my bike's falling apart and my parents didn't want anything to do with it and couldn't support me even if they wanted to, but they didn't want anything to do with it. And I just blamed everybody else around me for my situation. When in reality, you just got to make the most of your situation and try to expand it. No, man. And I've, I've always been, I've always been like outright so thankful with my dad and that for whole sure. thing. And, and I, I, which is probably why you don't hide it. Right. No, man. You know, it's like yeah. It's a sponsor. Got, no, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know what? But I, the thing about my dad is, is it's not just, it's not just me. It's like this Sam Janish kid who also, when all the heat came out after this whole thing happened, like he was getting just as hard of a time as I was. And his, he's has no relation to me besides the fact that my dad believes in him and thinks he has the, you know, and, and it's, his family isn't like mine. And so, you know, my dad's not in a place to help out every person under the sun but if he sees somebody that he really believes in and that's, that's the great part about it is like this sport is like, I think the, the thing that's so underestimated is, is if you put out good energy and like all that stuff and you want to like meet good people, you can, you can make opportunities for yourself by doing that because there's, it's a small sport, man. And, and, uh, and I think the, the coolest part and, and kind of one of the things I wanted to talk about is, this whole situation now on our team with, uh, with Teo Gogenhart, who's going to be sponsoring uh, a spot for, uh, for a minority rider in the second half of the season as a stagiaire for our team, um, is, is super cool. Like I, this is like, I, I love that, man. So yeah. I don't, for those of you guys who don't, who haven't heard Teo Gogenhart, who won the Giro d'Italia last year, he's, um, he's actually paying in full, for a spot on our team for an under 23 rider who's a minority, um, who's, uh, from England to come onto the team. Um, and so what's going to end up happening. Teo is like, Teo's like my age. I think, I think he's yeah, yeah. 26, 27, right? Yep. Yeah. And so he's, uh, he was a foreign, he's an alumni of our team. Um, and yeah, so he's going to be funding a spot for a guy and man, I love, I love that. Yeah. And I, I think that's, I think that that's what this sport needs. And cycling isn't cycling, isn't a, the people that get involved in this sport from a monetary standpoint, there's not that money to be much money to be made in it. And you gotta, the, the people who are involved in this sport who are funding it are in it because they love it. For sure. Um, there's and, no ROI, uh, which is, which is, which is kind of funny. Like there's ROI on some, in some regard, but like, like with your dad, for example, like probably nobody's ever heard of your dad. And that's probably a good thing because he'd probably get, he'd probably get an insane amount of emails, which 
hopefully not enough people listen to this podcast where they're going to be begging, begging old Mr. Jones. But, uh, but yeah, like you, like what people don't understand is, is that like when people front this money, like I actually, like Mike is a great example. I just go back to him from that, my experience. He literally looked at me and he goes, dude, I know I'm not going to make anything off this. Like, I, I need you to know that. And I need, like, we agree on that, right? Like, I know I'm not going to make anything. But if you if you come by a case or if, like, you know, family, friend, whatever, like, throw them my way, you know? Like, give me a shout out. Like, show some love. Like, you know, help me with my training from time to time. Like, if I ask, you know? Like, little things like that is is massive. And so, like, to hear, you know, people be like, oh, he just funded a spot for his kid. Well, it's like. Well, before his kid was even really kicking the pedals in the pro peloton, he was funding, you know, I mean, 10 yeah. to five hour, if like you were 18 on Texas roadhouse, I was like 15, 17 with, with Kenda. So like, that's a big gap, bro. You know, like, I mean, you probably <laughs> don't even know if you like riding bikes yet. And so, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of in, indifferent with it all. Like it's, everybody has different situations. Everybody has yeah. tough situations, everybody. And that's the thing. Like the best thing is, it's like, just because you have money doesn't make it easier. Like you stress now because every, because now your stress is, is like, I have to prove, I have to prove that like, I deserve to be on this team just as much as the other guy deserves to be on this team. Um, I, my dad, I can't let my dad down. Like my dad, like, you know, I, and I'm assuming that your dad's a good dude. And like, he's not like, oh man, I, I paid for your spot or whatever. Da, 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 da. Like, you know, like he's not going to be a jerk about it. Like he, he trusts in you. He knows that you love it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, he wants you to be happy. And so like, I can, I can only imagine that stress, you know what I mean? Like while it, it seems easy on the outside, it's really hard on the inside. And so hopefully people get that from this podcast and, and I'm, no, man. And, and, and I'm super thankful that you, you were, you were, you were willing to chat about that. That's cool. No, man. And, and uh, just, I think the thing for me is, is, I had a talk with my dad because this is not something where it's just like my dad and I don't talk about it. It's not like yeah. he's just, he just does it. And then, you know, yeah. it's like a, he, you know, we had a big talk. He's like, well, how do you feel about it? And I was like, well, I think that like the idea that I want to be involved in cycling for the rest of my life. And I want to be able to provide people at some point with the opportunity I've been given, whether that's as a team director or, as a logistics manager for a team. Um, and my dream is to be involved with an under 23 team or a junior team. Um, at some point, I think that yeah. for me is like, I think that I, without cycling and what I, without like the experience I've had so far, um, I think that I'll, I would have been, I, I think that my life would be completely different. I don't think that I'd be the person I am today and I'm stoked with who I am. And I think I, my dad and I talked about that and I was like, well, you know, to be on this team is something really special. This team is like, yeah. it, it's whether you're going to be a manager or a rider or whatever it is to be on this team is something really special. And, you know, to get to what we were talking about with ROI for, for my dad and, and for me, it's like, okay, yeah, for me, it makes sense. But also my dad would have given the money somewhere to someone this year, no matter yeah. what. 
And it's not like he's given an amount of money that just funds one spot. It's an amount of money that provides opportunity to make this team stay alive or to That's go the away. big thing, man. That's the big thing I want people to grasp. I don't know if you guys were on Twitter, but action was folding. The team yeah. was going away. And so like, I, I can't stress that enough. And, and it's not, I, I don't know the Hinkathy situation, but I'm, I'm assuming I'm, I'm, like I said, I know your dad in passing, but I'm not, I don't see him as the guy going, Oh, here's this opportunity. Let me take all this cash away and throw it this way. You know, no, like, no, I don't yeah. see that as a thing. Okay. No. And, yeah. And so like, I, I, I think that, that that's something that I can't stress enough. It's like not knowing the whole story and not knowing like, dude, you saved like that saved spots for 20 people, you know, or whatever, no, yeah. however many kids. There's a lot of kids on that team. Yeah, there's 13 this year and the deal is for more than one year. So it's it's um, it's opportunity for and I think especially right now when cycling is the, the sport side of it is having such a difficult time, I think for especially for this team, which. I, I'm dude, I'm wearing a sweatshirt right now that says we've had 39 world tour riders go from this team into the world tour. Like that's, it's incredible. So it's yeah. like, and, um, you know, I feel, I feel really fortunate to be a part of that. And, and I had to talk to my dad and he's like, look, man, he's like, you could, you could break your femur and stop racing tomorrow. And it's not like I'm going to, it's not like I'm yeah. going to pull, pull the money away. It's like, yeah. I'm, I'm doing this. You're a bonus for me. Yeah. And, um, and as much as I'm, I'm like, look, I can't stress enough how thankful to my dad I am for that. Um, but cycling is a sport where if there's not people like my dad, I think that it's just the sport wouldn't exist. And so 100%. I'm, I'm lucky to have that. Um, and I think that it's, uh, it's a special situation, man. And I'm happy to be here and I haven't raced my bike since August of 2019. Yeah. And I am so excited to get back racing and I'll tell you the the aura in this team and getting to meet axel and all the staff on this team it's 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 special man like i yeah no that's i'm that's gotta be super cool so like i mean let's talking about racing like what's your goals like what i mean when i knew you like you were an all-arounder man you could sprint you could you could kind of do it all like we we got we got pushed out of joe martin together so we got to hang out and chat a little longer um, yeah. but, but yeah, like what, what's your goals like with, with action? Like, are you, you going to be a team guy? You're going to be, you got ambitions of a stage one day. What's, what's up? Well, it's crazy. So, um, you know, the, the schedule we, we got over here as a team, we had our team camp last week, um, which was, I mean, awesome just to get everybody together for the first time and get out and do some riding. Um, but yeah, so races are still getting canceled. It seems like, you know, if you're watching from, <laughs> yeah. if you're watching from the U S it seems like, Oh, everything's a cycling utopia in Europe exactly. and it's all going well, but that's, that's for the world tour guys. That's not for yeah. everybody. Um, and the worst part is, is this, you know, kind of the second tier races that we would usually be doing. Um, we our invites to those races are getting pulled out because the world tour teams don't have as many races. And so uh, they're actually taking spots away from our team, uh, which okay. happened at a couple of races. And then 
France is going back down into lockdown. So U23 Bay and U23 Liège, which are some of the premier development races um, that our team usually puts a big emphasis on, those races are now gone. Um, but our team's working super hard to get race days for us. So they found some what are called UN23 races that are in Italy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so in two and a half weeks, we're supposed to be going out to those, which is, uh, it's actually seven race days in 10 days. Um, is it stage race or is it just seven days of racing? It's four, it's a four day stage race and three, one days. Um, yeah, so it's, uh, a flat sprint, usually a race that ends in a sprint, a real, a more climbing race one day off, uh, baby Strada Bianca, which is. You know, it's not in the same area, not near Siena, but it's actually in Romagna. But the race is similar, but more punchy climbing. Um, it the that one's 150k. No, they cut it in half for you, babies. Yeah, little boys gotta get the little race, man. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so yeah, and then and then a day off, and then a four day stage race. So that's what's coming up, and then the other half of the team a couple of days later goes to do Volta Algarve, which is a big one. Um, so the other, I, I'm not on the roster for that, but the other half of the team is getting to go do uh classica Arbita and that race. And then we have a couple of weeks and then uh rendezvous Limburg um, and circuit Wallonie, uh, which are two 1.1s uh, in Belgium uh, at the end of May. And then I'll be coming back. Um, and maybe doing Kansas, maybe not. So we'll see about that. Um, it's called unbound, man. You gotta, you gotta make sure. You oh yeah. Correct. Sorry. No, yeah, I'm my just bad. kidding, dude. I found my, I find myself talking to sponsors all the time and, and being like, yeah, yeah, I'm going unbound. And they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, Kansas. <laughs> and they're like, oh, okay. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're back. I'm pretty sure I just figured out that the name changed. Like, like when we were at team camp, cause they like, they were like unbound at my rider. I was like, what? And they were like, Kanza. And I was like, okay, yes. Yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. taking me. I'm adapting still to the new. Yeah, right the now. New I, I, luckily, I'll be out there probably doing a podcast. You should stop by the booth. Um, I don't know. I got to gotta fully chat it out, but I'll go ahead and, and drop it. A, a brand. I don't, I'm, the reason why I'm not mentioning the brand is because we haven't fully worked it out, but I'll, I'll let you guys know. But a brand is helping me get out there to do a live podcast. Um at Unbound, which is going to be sick because we're going to interview some of their riders, interview some people, just have people drop in, drink some coffee. I'll be vaccinated by then. So it'll all be like under COVID protocol. It'd be sick. So um, hopefully we can make that happen. Um, and yeah, you can swing by. But uh, but yeah, man. So like, I, you know, because I don't want to keep you all morning. Um, you've listened to the podcast. You've heard that uh, we, we, we ask or everybody that comes on the podcast, one, one question. This is the only question that's planned. Um, and that's, if you could have coffee with one person, dead or alive, uh, who would that be? Why? And how would you take your coffee? Or you could do it, who would that be? How would you take your coffee and why? It's, it's, however you feel. Let it yeah. Um, I think uh, I would have... It's tough for me because I'm torn between wanting to have coffee with someone in the cycling world and someone outside of the cycling world. Let's hear it. Let's hear it both. Let's hear both. Okay. Like All we right. have Johnny Wales, an infamous, infamous guest. I like to say infamous, but uh, when I ask that question, it's like seven people 
And it's usually the entire United States Postal Service team in some regard, usually back from that era. Um, but yeah, like that's who he wants to sit down and chat with. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, I'll, we'll start with outside of cycling. Outside of cycling, I would love to have a coffee with Jimi Hendrix. Oh, um, okay. And I think that I, I have an appreciation for him and his music. And I think that his, like his character is something that like, I, you know, I, I think that people are portrayed really differently and I think their yeah. music portrays them a certain way. Um, and that's my go-to like long bike ride music, um, him in the clash. Um, so I think that getting the chance to sit down and, and maybe he wouldn't be drinking coffee, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'd yeah. be drinking what, a coffee. what kind of coffee would you have? Um, I'm a cappuccino man. Um, uh, but it uh, does depend on the time of day. So, yeah. um, I, it, it's crazy here, man, because like, it's so easy. There's so many good coffee shops. You could just go out and grab, like, I usually get a cappuccino. If I'm making a coffee, um, I'm an Americano. So if I'm having coffee out with him, I'd have a cappuccino. If I'm having coffee here at home, I'll probably have an Americano. I haven't Sweet. mastered the cappuccino yet. So, Sweet. um, and then secondly, I think that if I could have coffee with someone inside of the cycling world, uh, it would be, uh, Eddie Merckx, which is weird because I got to ride with his son at yeah. team camp who runs our team, which is, I, I it's kind of like starstruck. I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's weird to have him as your director, man. It's like, I, you know, and I've met George and Cappy when I was on the junior team and stuff, but Axel's really interesting because he's similar to me in a lot of weird ways with our dad's kind of, you know, obviously it's different. His dad was maybe the greatest cyclist ever alive. Yeah. Um, but to have the reputation like with your dad and like have that be something that's you're involved with to get to have conversations with Axel at camp was really cool. And yeah, so I think sick. to, to follow that up, uh, and get to have coffee with Eddie Marks and just kind of see what it's, what his aura is and what he's like, because it's, it's funny, man. Axel said to me at camp, he was like, yeah, when I first started my career, it was funny. I would go to races and people would be like, Hey man, your dad won this race. And he'd be like, yeah, that pretty much happens at every race I go to. Yeah. <laughs> and Why? I, I wonder, like, yeah. I wonder if Vanderpool gets yeah. about that stuff, you know, but yeah. like, then again, he just goes out and wins his own bike races. And so it might yeah. be Vanderpool's son or next. I, yeah. You see what I'm saying down the line. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, man. It's like, uh, yeah. So I think getting to have coffee with Eddie Mars would be pretty cool. I maybe, and maybe at some point I will get to have, uh, get to have coffee with Eddie Marks. Uh, it, it, I'm in that in the circle now, which is kind of crazy. So that's insane, <laughs> man. Yeah, no. And like, like I said, man, like I really appreciate you coming on and, and just just being honest, being open and and kind of putting your truth out there. Like it's just it's one of those things. It's very easy to depict a situation off of uh, off social media, like just make up your own your own idea or hearing it through the grapevine and hearing it from one rider to another. And so it's super cool that you were able to kind of come on and just be like, hey, straightforward and kind of give your dad some love, which is sick. Um, yeah he deserves it man yeah yeah i mean like hey i think it helped me get the roadhouse and i like i said i've never even really met the guy 
And so yeah. like, I know that there was an opportunity with Roadhouse where, you know, money's tight on every team, man. And especially like for a guy like me personally, I know I'm, I'm, that's the only thing I can do is put myself out there. Like Roadhouse took a risk with me when they brought me on in the first place. Like, I mean, I had no results. I think I was a new cat one. I'd never really raced any crits. Um, definitely never raced a stage race. Um, yeah, I was just a track guy. And so they helped me out a lot and it's kind of cool to get that opportunity and you kind of can't just pass it up. And so, but anyways, guys, thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can check out Simon Jones's, uh, social media down in the link below. Um, as well as you can check out, uh, the, uh, action Hoggins Berman team down below as well. Is that, is this still Hoggins Berman? It's still Hoggins. Yeah, it's right? uh, it's Hoggins Berman Action is the name Hoggins of the team. Hoggins Berman Action. So that that it changes for me every year, and so like I'm just trying to make sure that I I uh, get it right. Um, but anyways, yeah, guys, thanks so much for listening, and uh, yeah, we'll see you next time. Cheers.